On your Wednesday episode of Locked On Raptors, there is news about Pascal Siakam that's not news, that's disguised as news, so we'll talk about that in the latest on Siakam. Plus, Hoop Grids, baby! And it's a very well-named Raptors-themed version of Hoop Grids that we're playing with the Duke of Hoop Grids himself, James Herbert of CBS Sports. It's all coming up on today's episode. Thanks so much for hanging. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it, so like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first of the Hail Mary 3 by Mopi. Get that garbage out of here. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, August the 9th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow the show on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors. And of course, come hang out in the Lockdown Raptors Discord server. Great place to come and hang out, spiral, if you will, uh, talk about hoop grids, talk about Blue Jays baseball, it's all going on in the Lockdown Raptors Discord. Come hang out among friends in the Discord. Link is in the description, as always. If the link is expired, shoot me a DM and I'll get it to you as well. All right. Let's get to it on today's show, uh, which uh, is brought to you today by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today. We are going to play a little hoop grids, but it's going to be a Raptors-themed version with a very strange Toronto Raptors pun as the title. We'll reveal that a little bit later on. But we're going to start off by bringing in our guest to talk about the latest news that is not news from Sean Straney at The Athletic about Pascal Siakam uh, before we introduce the hoop grids gauntlet that i'm gonna run james through james herbert of cbs sports is here james how the hell are you man feeling good feeling super confident um (laughs) (laughs) that i'm gonna destroy this hoop grids game i don't know we'll see look i called you the duke of hoop grids off the top for a reason you have to be one of the very best hoop grids players playing the game in the world right now it's uh it's really impressive you make me crazy every single time i see your posts uh sometimes because you've spoiled them a little early before i've gotten to it that's fine uh i just don't pick the guys you've picked and uh, i'd never do as well as you anyway so it doesn't matter either way that's for later in the show let's uh, i guess get into the news if you will, of the day. It's not really news, but Shams Charania had a latest sort of update on where things stand with the big trade chips left out there this offseason. James Harden, Damian Lillard, and of course, Pascal Siakam of your Toronto Raptors, uh, reporting stuff that we haven't really heard anything like this is all not exactly new. Talking about the Hawks is sort of the main suitor. Kicked around the idea of a DeAndre Hunter and AJ Griffin plus pick compensation deal that the Raptors reportedly turned down. Uh, James, let's just kind of get this out of the way. It's the news of the day that people want to hear about, but are you, where are you at with this Pascal stuff? He's an expiring deal. Obviously he's very good. Obviously they could extend him. He might want to hold out and wait for super, super max. If he can make all NBA this season, there's a lot of different sort of balls in the air with the Siakam situation, but ultimately where do you come down on? Should the Toronto Raptors keep Pascal Siakam in their employ? I mean, it's hard to answer because I think they should try and see what's out there, which they've clearly done. Um, but it's hard for me to sit here and say they should absolutely trade him when the offer that we that you just read out loud was Hunter, Griffin, and some picks, and we don't even know mm-hmm. how good those picks are, right? So 
you were the Raptors. No, it should I mean, be noted, they don't really have any picks. They've traded three picks for DeJounte Murray. They have their own pick in 2024. But if they have Pascal Siakam on the team, it's probably not going to be a very good pick. So carry on. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. It's like the Hawks aren't the most equipped to send the Raptors an appealing package like that is built around draft picks. So you'd have to really love Hunter and or Griffin. Um I probably wouldn't like, I mean, I definitely wouldn't accept that package if I were Toronto. That doesn't mean I wouldn't trade Siakam. Um, but I think that's kind of also where the Raptors are. Like they're, they they do not want to trade an all NBA caliber player for like, I don't know, like 75 cents on the dollar, 50 cents on the dollar, like whatever you want to call a package like that. Um, but at the same time, the roster's weird. They've lost quite a bit when then like Fred Van Vliet walked out the door and they replaced him with Schroeder, I guess. Um, there's not a ton of spacing on this roster. Siakam's not a bad shooter. He doesn't have a ton of gravity off the ball either. There's some overlapping skill stuff with him and Barnes and to a lesser extent and Nobi. Like it, it makes sense as kind of a pivot point. Like if they were to trade Siakam this summer, like I think everybody would get it. And it wasn't shocking to find out that they'd been shopping him and looking around and all of that. But I mean, based on the Raptors track record over the last few years, like they have been open to kind of like almost anything um, if they thought that it was the most prudent decision at the time, whether that means buying or selling. Um, basically, it seems like they have talked about um, slash shopped everybody on the roster except for, except for Scotty Barnes. Um, so, yeah, I'm not like totally surprised by anything in this report. Just I'm like, I'm not surprised with like more broadly speaking, the fact that the Raptors have looked into trading Siakam and they haven't yet. Um, <laughs> it It's probably best for everybody if they do find a trade between now and the start of the regular season but not if that trade is crappy and (laughs) that's kind of where i stand there's the rub uh yeah i guess i've come down on i think they should just roll into the season with him try to extend him this summer if you can because he's an all-nba player who i don't think is going to age particularly poorly on his next deal and you can just have him on your team for the next four or five years and i think that's a perfectly fine thing to do you have to probably reimagine the roster around scotty barnes and pascal siakam but i don't think that those two guys can't work together it just doesn't work with the current roster construction they have to me you start with the best players and then figure out the rest later not work the other way but that's just me where are you at just like if they go into the season with this team if it's just you know, Scotty's playing point. You've got like a Scotty, OG, Gary Trent, uh, Pascal, Yaka, Pirtle starting five. You've got Schroeder, Grady Dick, Precious Achua, Jalen McDaniels, maybe Otto Porter Jr. found his toe. I don't know. Um, what, what's your sort of projection for this team, James? Like, are you especially high on them? Do you think it could be kind of grim? Like, I think their defense stands a chance of being excellent. I think their offense stands a chance of being equally not excellent. And I kind of come feeling like high 30s is sort of the, the spot I'll predict them at right now. But that's subject to change. Where are you at with your sort of, you know, very, very early read on what this Raptors team can do? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I think there's a world in which they eclipse that. There's a world in which they're like, you know, a, a play-in team or like, I mean, they're probably not getting out of the play-in without like any kind of move whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it could be a team that makes it a win move at some point. Like there's still a lot of talent on the team, even um, without Van Vliet. I just have a whole bunch of questions. So it's like, is Scotty the starting point guard? Like that, like you said that, like, well, if it's if that's the starting five, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know that that is. Like, maybe Schroeder is starting and it's Trent coming off the bench or something. You can't do like that, that, man. There's um, no shooting at all. There's none. Yeah, but I mean, we'll just see. Like, I just, yeah. uh, there's, it. That that is the rub with this team, right? Mm-hmm. Is there's, 
I mean, it was the same thing as last year. Like, there's a, a decent amount of talent. Um, there's a little less now, I guess, but there's still, like, a decent amount of talent. Um, there's just the depth is questionable and the shooting is not really there. Like, I think um, they're going to need Otto Porter to play a role um, simply because he is a somewhat tall person who can shoot threes. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I think he could have made a... a actual impact on the team last year had he remained healthy i think they're going to need grady dick to come in and be in the rotation um from day one in summer league um might have caught some people by by surprise i mean he is not just a standstill shooter by any means he can move um he can plays against closeouts i think the passing reads he was making off the dribble were pretty good um good rebounder like I, i could see him being in the rotation and being pretty good i could see porter if he plays just like he did with the warriors um two years ago if he's in the rotation and pretty good then like all right, like you, you might be cooking something off the bench this time, um, which is different from the past couple of years. But I expect <laughs> the starting five to be a lot worse than it was um, from the deadline onward, because um, that was an awesome group that was like very overshadowed mm-hmm. by the fact that when you change like really any one of those parts, it was no longer <laughs> awesome. Um, but but I thought they at least found something there. So as it's constructed, I mean, they're kind of a mediocre team, probably below five hundred would be the projection right now. But I want to see how it works. Like I. It, the, the ironic thing is you bring in a new coach and you say, oh, let's change the culture to a whole different style and whatever. And like, unless they make some kind of move to balance this thing out and get more um, shooters out there, like, I think they, I don't know how differently they can play. Like, the advantages yeah. that they have over other teams are their length and athleticism and um, potentially the, the ability to pound the glass and score in transition and all of that stuff, which is already what they were trying to exploit last year. Yeah, schemes and vibes only going to take you so far. Uh, we'll see. Weird team, interesting team, if nothing else. We will keep tabs on the Pascal thing, obviously, as we uh, trudge through August and into September. I'm not expecting anything anytime soon, but we will see. Again, I- I'm fully expecting that while I'm on vacation the next two weeks, it's going to happen. Uh, let's uh, come back on the other side and do what we're really here for, man. We're playing Hoop Grids, except we're playing a really fun version of the game that I have concocted with a very, very good and excellent pun that everyone's going to like as the title of it. We'll come back and play that in just one second. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our good friends over at FanDuel, the number one place to go and bet on your favorite sports. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. That's just like having a friend throughout the whole year that's just taking care of you because you've picked them to win the Super Bowl every time they win a regular season game you're going to get bonus bets that you can go and play as well you just pick any team doesn't matter whoever it is just even just pick the team that's going to win the most regular season games even if you don't think they got it for the playoffs either way you can use your bonus bets on spreads player props over unders and more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book that's fanduel.com slash locked on be sure to go check them out fanduel.com slash locked Locked On, official sportsbook of Locked On and of the NFL. All right, we are here now for the main event of today's show. We've got Hoop Grids to play with a very good Raptors-themed title that we'll get to in a second. Before we dive in and put James's Raptors knowledge to the test, we are going to ask him, how does he freaking do it? James, you're really good at Hoop Grids. You drive me crazy with how good you are at it. Uh, what's your strategy? What are your secrets? Do you cheat? Do you just scroll basketball reference in the lead up to various days and try to find guys and think, ah, that's a guy I'm going to get one day? Uh, what's your sort of strategy here on how you become the, the king of the 99% Hoop Grids? 
I don't do that, but I do find myself just having like intrusive thoughts of random NBA players just throughout the day and thinking in my head, like, I wonder if I can use that guy. Like, maybe eventually I'll get him. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I mean, there's no real grand strategy. The advantage that I have that I won't have today is that I can get as many wrong as I want before getting it right. And like, if you're just patient, <laughs> then you can eventually get a bunch of guys with like really low scores. And the key is just not settling, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see how this one goes i mean the truth is like i grew up collecting basketball cards and um i've spent my entire like adult professional life covering basketball and spending way too much time thinking about it so i just have like a lot of (laughs) dumb information in my brain um and i'm probably not as well-rounded of a person as i should be but (laughs) i mean beyond that i mean i i don't really know what to say like i'm the basketball nerd just like just like you guys are just like you Mm -hmm. are sean and probably you guys listening are too yeah, I will say it's not like I'm any slouch. I know I'm pretty good at it. I usually end up in like the 94 to 97 percent range uh, with my grids. I, I will say I was less than that last night. I'm coming off my worst grid in a while. I think everybody is. Last night was tough. Uh, again, I haven't even Brutal. finished last night's just yet. If you haven't played hoop grids, by the way, uh, which I feel like if you're an NBA fan and you haven't played yet, you're under a rock. Hoop grids. Just search hoopgrids.com. Uh, basically, it's like Sudoku, but for basketball guys. Uh, you, you'll you'll see the sort of basic core idea of the game in just a second here, but if you want to go fiddle around with it, before you listen into the rest of the show, press pause, go to hoopgrids.com, and play some of the latest grids. Um, my sort of secret for it, I think, is I played a lot of NBA 2K between 2002 and 2008, uh, and so sometimes it'll be like, oh, Kelvin Cato uh, will pop into my head, and it, it just becomes like, oh, that, that's a beautiful 0.3% guy. Um, um, also, I'm pretty good at remembering like random dudes involved in trades, like sort of side characters in trades, and that often helps with the sort of crossover of team situation. Um, mm. Either way, there's no one way, one good way to be good at hoop grids. It's uh, there's all sorts of different avenues to being great. It's like baseball pitching. Um, James, let's uh, stop beating around the bush. You want to play hoop grids, the Toronto Raptors version that I'm about to reveal the name of in just a second? Yeah, let's name some guys. All right, let's name some guys indeed. Uh, the game is called Gridgen Koloku. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very no good way. name. Everybody agrees. Gridgen Koloku? Yes. Uh, it's really good. I, I, I don't know what to say. It's just, it's really, really excellent. My wife just booed me from the next room. I heard her boo me through the wall. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, uh, that's what we're going to do here. Uh, I've got three created for you here, James. Who knows if this is going to be good podcasting? I have no idea. We'll try to describe what's on the screen for you as best we can for the audio listeners. It will be an audio-friendly game. I won't be able to fill in the names as we go, but I will keep track as we go throughout. So the first Gridgen Koloku I have come up with you, James, uh, come up with for you, James, again, really good name. It's unbelievable, uh, is this. We've got... On the top left, we've got Toronto Raptors as the team. We got Toronto Raptors as the team on the uh, both top left. It, you just got to pick, pick a guy who only played for the Toronto Raptors in that slot. Uh, you're going top middle. We've got a Toronto Raptor who also played for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And top right, under five points per game season by a Toronto Raptor. Uh, then we've got a Toronto Raptor coached by Dwayne Casey. Easy enough. Of course, Dwayne Casey has not only coached the Toronto Raptors, so get as obscure as you want here. Uh, a 
Toronto Raptor coached, uh, sorry, a Minnesota Timberwolf coached by Dwayne Casey in the middle. Also, he used to coach the Timberwolves, so this opens up Timberwolves lore to you as well. And then a coached by Dwayne Casey player under five points per game on the middle right. Bottom row, we've got a Raptor who was a Mo Pete teammate, a Minnesota Timberwolf who was a Mo Pete teammate, and an under five point per game guy who was a Morris Peterson teammate, James. Are you ready to start picking some guys? We are going to do this immaculate grid style. You're stealing it from baseball. And so you're not so much going for rarity score. You're just going to fill in all nine guys on this thing. Uh, No, but I still want to do rare. Okay, we go as rare as you want. I'll be impressed if you can pull off some rare, but uh, I'm not holding you to such a standard. But if you want to go for extra points, by all means, go nuts. All right. We go top top left, Raptor, Raptor, uh, Nathan Jawai. Nathan Jawai, that is incorrect. That's incorrect? Yep, he did not just play for the Raptors. Oh my goodness. I, okay, I should have gone with what I did when that was actually a thing, and I went for Vincenzo <laughs> um, is, is Vincenzo Esposito. Is Vincenzo Esposito your pick? Well, can I... I can still do it? I mean, if you want, sure. All right, just give me Esposito. Vincenzo Esposito is in there, a guy who played a grand total of... 30 NBA games for the Toronto Raptors back in 1996. Averaged 3.9 points per game. Uh, so the rarity score high there. What do you got for uh, your next pick here, James? Let's go for a Timberwolf who was Mo Pete's teammate. Oh, my God. This actually could be wrong. Um, <laughs> I'll go, I think, Lauren Woods. That is correct. Lauren Woods played for the Minnesota Timberwolves for two seasons and lined up with Mo Pete during the 04-05 and 05-06 seasons. So you got two guesses correct on three so far. Wonderful. Um, let's go Raptors under five points per game season. Raptors under five. <clears throat> so top right. Um, I'll go Sunday out of games. This is actually Sunday out of game. What if you just like average more than five points in like that is that is the danger you run with some of these like weird dudes who like Dan O'Sullivan, I think, stands out as a big weird guy who had a lot of points. Uh, No, Sunday out of games averaged. Let's see here. Pull it up. It's very slow. That's fine. It's basketball references fault. 5.8 points per game is one season for the Raptors in six games. So you are wrong trying to get too cute with Sunday out of games. You're at two for four. You've got uh, five guesses remaining. <laughs> uh, Raptor coached by Dwayne Casey. I'll go John Lucas the third. Ooh, John Lucas the third. He was, yeah, that that lines up correct. Twenty thirteen. Do you want me right. to say like Demar Derozan? Like no, no, no. I just want. I thought he might be a little bit early. I thought he may, might be a Jay Triano guy. But no, you're good. John Lucas the third is correct. A pretty high rarity score. I don't know the exact rarity score. Zero point three percent. Let's say that. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just making making it up now. <laughs> yeah, just fully. <laughs> um, okay, so we want. I did a Mo Pete teammate that played for the Wolves. We want coached by Dwayne Casey and played for the Wolves. Um, mm-hmm. And rarity score doesn't matter. Like, I no, I gotta go. I gotta do something somewhat rare. Um, <laughs> let me try. Uh, let me try. Irvin Johnson, not Magic. Irvin Johnson, not Magic. Uh, he coached the Wolves between '05 and '07. Irvin Johnson finished up his career with the Timberwolves in. Let's find this out. Basketball reference is melting my computer. <sighs> Oh four oh five. That's wrong. Was Trenton Hassel right? Because that was the other one I was going to do. Trenton Hassel uh, has to be right, I would think. 
Um, but it's uh, it's anybody's. Guess I remember Casey point. talking about Irvin Johnson, but I guess I was from coaching him in Seattle before, which. Trent Hassel me. was there for Dwayne's first season as the head coach. So yeah. uh, that would have worked, but Irvin Johnson sadly does not. So you got that one but, wrong. But Irvin Johnson did play for the Wolves and was coached by Dwayne Casey. So does that... Well, he wasn't know. coached by Dwayne Casey, though. He was off the team before Dwayne Casey left. He was coached by... Okay, but I guess... Before he got there. Role, so it doesn't matter. Okay, fine. Fine. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Are you having sucks. any fun? No. This is... I'm miserable. Um... Coached by Dwayne Casey, under five points per game season. You've got three picks left, by the way. You've gotten Sunday out of gains, Nathan Great. July, My, this and is uh, a, Irvin Johnson wrong. This is absolutely brutal. I'm just getting mm-hmm. everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go... Little Lucas Noguera. On which one? The Coached by co- Dwayne, under, under five. Uh, let me pull it up. Yeah, 2015 to 2018, he spent... In Toronto, and all four of his seasons were under five a game. So you have Thank yourself you. uh, Lucas Noguera correct. So you've got four guys down correct. You've got two guesses left to try to salvage a six out of nine on this horrible. grid. Um, so what are my what are my squares? I need did I get any? I did Mo Pete for the for the Wolves, but nothing else. You need a Raptor who played for the Wolves, a Wolf who was coached by Dwayne Casey. A uh, Mo Pete teammate with an under five point per game season, and a Raptors teammate of Mo Pete. Ah, screw it. I'll just I just want to name some guys, so I'm just going for it. Uh, <laughs> Mo Pete under five. Robert Archibald. Oh, Robert Archibald. That is a pull. Uh, and he played in the 2004 season. Did he average more than five points a game? He did not. He averaged 1.0. So that is correct. Robert Archibald. A great pull. Rarity score, 0.012. Well done. All right. And I still have Mo Pete Raptor teammate, too. Mo Pete Raptor teammate, a Dwayne Casey okay, so that one, Wolf. Bottom left, I'm going to yep. do the other banger brother, of course, Lonnie Baxter. Lonnie Baxter. I like it. Uh, so, yeah. You, all right. Not bad. You saved yourself a six out of nine here, James. Not so bad. I will say. Had you said Nathan Jawai as a Raptor who played yeah, for the and Wolves, a wolf. and a you would have gotten wolf. that right. As soon as I said it, I was like, wait, the other team you played for is actually on the stupid grid, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is on the stupid uh, grid. Uh, so six out of nine, your first try. It's okay. We've got two more for you. So we'll come back on the other side, see if you can go immaculate on the following two. We'll do that in just a sec. Before we do that, however, just a reminder, go check out Locked On Blue Jays. Uh, maybe they're doing some immaculate baseball grids over there. Go uh, check it out. Ke- Kelly Gridber or, or something like that. If that, you, you don't need to steal that, Craig. Go listen to Craig Ballard, however. He does a great job keeping tabs on the Jays every single day throughout the season as the playoff chase is very much on, and you can find the show for free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. All right, James, are you ready for the next Gridgejin Koloku? I, I think it's actually good. It's it's really rolling off the tongue now. <laughs> I'm not... Yeah, Gridgejin Koloku. Every, yeah, everybody's saying it. It's <laughs> Everyone's saying it already. The podcast isn't even posted yet, but it's already yeah. gone mainstream. It's wild. Um, yeah. All right, let's get to the, let's go to the next one here. We're bringing Did you up. Consider like mm? like Grito Kaboklu at all, or or no? Mm, I do have. I, want me to run through the list of potential names I have? I have a notes app with a bunch of them. You could tell me okay. if I did better uh, with Gridgejin Koloku than any of these other ones. Uh, Tracy McGritty. Oh, that one's really good. Too much sounds like it's much. Too, it sounds too much like the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. I think. Uh, Grid Steamsma. Pretty boring, but. <laughs> 
Joey right. Gridham? <laughs> Freddie yeah, I... Gridespy? <laughs> Grids Jeffries? Uh, wow. And then Sudokiata Gaines was the other one I had uh, to bring up a guy you just mentioned. Uh, I think I chose correctly with Gridjian Koloku. Um, anyway, let's bring up the second one, shall we? Are you ready? I, yeah, I'm ready, as ready as I'll ever be. Great. All right. We have top left, uh, a Raptor who only played for the Raptors. Top middle, a Raptor who played for the Boston Celtics. Top right, a Raptor who played for the Sacramento right. Kings. The second row on the left, we have a 1995 inaugural Raptor from 95-96, uh, an inaugural Raptor who also played for the Celtics in the middle, and an inaugural Raptor who also played for the Kings on the far right. In the bottom, we have a Kyle Lowry teammate who played for the Raptors, a Kyle Lowry teammate who played for the Celtics, and a Kyle Lowry teammate who played for the Sacramento Kings. I actually think this one might be easier, but uh, you go ahead, James. You have nine picks. You're trying to go immaculate here. Six out of nine was your score on the first. What do you got? Um, middle right, Walt the Wizard Williams, I think, played for the Kings. Walt Williams, let's have a double check on basketball reference. That does sound right. Walt Williams, here we go. He played a grand total of 101 games for the Toronto Raptors and played 238 games for the Sacramento Kings. So Walt Williams is correct. You are on the board with a pretty high rarity score, like a 2.3%. Well done. Nice. Again, these are all arbitrary percentages. I got like a couple ideas for the Celtics one from the mm-hmm. from those Raptors, but I don't. Do I go conservative or do I go like? Oh, I'm gonna come back to that. Um, can I reuse Esposito? Uh, you can reuse Esposito if you want. I'll just reuse Esposito. The the middle left. Uh, all right. Um, middle left. Original Raptor played uh, in 1995-96. Yep. Uh, Vincenzo. Esposito, a coward selection, but I use Theo Ratliff basically every day in hoop grids, so I can't really go. throw stones. Yeah, uh, let's go to your next one. Let's go to the middle. Uh, AC Earl. AC Earl played, of course, on those inaugural Raptors, and let's just and he had the best revenge game in NBA history when he dropped forty on the Celtics. <laughs> yes, he uh, played two seasons for the Boston Celtics and uh, was not very good. Yes, and did uh, nothing. Correct. Yeah. And then scored 40 on him. Somehow. It's amazing. <laughs> his, um, his, his season average in the 95-96 season for the Raptors was 7.5 points a game, buoyed largely, it seems, by that game. He just played just 48, 42 games. So good for him. Uh, yeah. You're 3 for 3. Doing well on the rarity as well. Vincenzo Esposito, AC Earl, and Walt Williams all across the middle. You got your top two rows now. Or bottom top and bottom rows to fill in. Kyle Lowry, teammate who played for the Kings. Oh, I have an idea, but it's too risky. Um, actually, you know, I, but I guess the rarity score. Do I really give a shit about the rarity score? I don't know. <laughs> um, let's. Can you? Can I do an easy one, and then you tell me if my hard one is right? Sure. Okay, so it won't count. It won't matter. But I'm gonna do for the Kyle Lowry teammate who played for the Kings. I'm gonna do um, Chuck Hayes. Yeah. Um, and then. Is Francisco Garcia right? Like, did he play Francisco with Francisco Garcia never played for the Toronto Raptors. He doesn't oh, have to. Just as Kyle Lowry that's teammate. That's right. That's right. Francisco Garcia, I think, is right. Because he, uh, I think, definitely played for both of those teams. And I am going to use but him. But did he play for forward. the Rockets yes. with Kyle, though? Yeah? It was when Kyle He was played there. for the Rockets in, oh, 2012-13. Yeah. That would have been Yeah, Kyle's so it wouldn't have been right. So I'm glad I didn't do nope, it. Nope, it's All wrong. Right. Yeah, good thing. Good thing. Um, um, okay. 
You're four for okay. four. Lowry teammate who played for the Celtics. Um, uh, Max Struess. Max Struess. Wow. Great call. Uh, yeah, he played for that. I don't even know if to look that up. He definitely played for the Celtics. You are correct. Max Struess. Wow. Uh, rolling, James. Rolling. Just rolling. Five um, for five. No pressure. So, so Kyle Raptors could just be like anybody. Like it doesn't have to. Yeah. Like yeah. I could pick like a current Heat who is on the Raptors or like an old. Yeah. Okay. Anybody you um, want who's been a Kyle Lowry teammate. Yeah. But I'm just. I'm just going to choose some guys that I like here. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go Quincy AC. Quincy AC also would have worked as a king who played as for a the king, Rangers, of course, yeah. as a member of the Rudy Gay trade package. Uh, but yeah, Quincy AC is correct. You are now six for six. You got both bottom rows filled in. You're up to the I'm top. I'm feeling a lot row. better now. There you go. I'm glad to hear it. Um, <laughs> I think the last one might drive you insane, uh, but that's for a little bit later. <clears throat> oh, boy. Um, okay, so a guy who's only ever played for the Raptors. Um, let's let's come back to that. Um, okay. Raptors, Raptors, Celtics. See, the problem is there's no good there's no good way to fill this time. I'm just thinking about dudes. Um, That's basically what the podcast is in the summer anyway. So you're doing just fine. We're just thinking about dudes. Raptors, Kings. Okay. And I'll just keep filling out dudes from that same era with Quincy and Chuck Hayes, etc. And I will. Go with Patrick Patterson. Patrick Patterson, great pull. I thought you might go Aaron Gray, but Patrick Patterson. I works thought about too. that. Yeah, the, mm. I, <laughs> Aaron Gray. The rarity score uh, would have been higher on Aaron Gray. I promise. Aaron you Gray used to watch tape very attentively in the locker room pregame when I was covering those Raptors <laughs> teams. He was very. He was also like, like Quincy AC specifically loved him. They were like very close friends, and like I remember AC talking about how great of a mentor Aaron Gray was for him, and I just thought that was very sweet. Oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, so that's a right, you got little... two picks left. A Raptor who only played for the Raptors and a Raptor who played for the Celtics. I'll, actually, this name came up early. I'll go with Greg Steemsma. Greg Steemsma, uh, I believe that is correct. Let me just pull up and double check. Uh, is it a bit of a cowardly move to use a name that I accidentally blurted out loud? Yes, but that's fine. Greg oh, Steemsma come. is correct. Also would have worked as a wolf in the last one, too. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you got um, one left. A Raptor who only played for the Raptor. Get weird, man. Pascal um, Siakam. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doing Siakam. I'm not doing like Van Vliet or Ananobi. Or no. um, I'm a, I'm a the... true sicko. Okay. See, I, just, I I'm still mad at myself for that last one when I had this category. Um, <laughs> oh God, this is risky though. I'm gonna try it. Um, Nate Huffman. Nate Huffman, let's uh, check this out. For those who aren't aware, uh, James signed into the chat with his name as Nate Huffman. And Nate Huffman is correct. He played yes. seven NBA games for the Raptors in 0203. Rest in peace to Nate Huffman, by the way. Uh, and he wore the number seven, the greatest number seven in Toronto Raptors history. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, well done. You have an, an, an immaculate grid here. You got Nate Huffman, top left. Greg Steamsma, top middle. Patrick Patterson, top right. Vincenzo Esposito, AC Earl, Walt Williams across the middle. And Quincy AC, Max Struess, and Chuck Hayes across the bottom. Are you feeling a little better, James? I'm feeling better. 
I was feeling horrible not that long ago, but I'm (laughs) You did a fantastic job and very appreciative of you jumping on the show to play a little Gridgejin Koloku, the the game that's going to take the world by storm. Uh, Feel free to play your own version of the game and uh, let us know how you did in the comments as well. Uh, James, anything you would like to do uh, to promote or anything like that? And thank you for being such a good sport today. I have nothing to promote. Um, I will just say I hope... If you're listening, you're not afraid to get stuff wrong on hoop grids. That's part of the game. I'm, yeah, just I, just try it out. It, what is what is your philosophy on this? Because like, I've played the hockey one and a little bit of the immaculate grid baseball one. I'm awful at both. The hockey and baseball ones, it is immaculate. You can't get anything wrong. Do you like just being able to throw stuff at the wall? Do you prefer that? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, like I'm interested in remembering a bunch of like obscure players. I'm not mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to absolutely nail all of these perfectly and like do so by just putting in like i don't know like hakeem olajuwon for raptors mm-hmm. rockets like no i'm mm-hmm. like gonna figure out something weird i think that's the right way to be i, I want think, to be uh, sitting here wondering is... like did carlos rogers play for the like denver nuggets i don't know anywho uh james this was a lot of fun we will probably play this again at some point maybe not let us know if it was good podcasting or not uh this is what we do in the summer we try things out sometimes it doesn't work but that's fine uh we will leave it there we'll be back again tomorrow we've got uh mailbag shows coming up next week we've got uh canada basketball stuff coming up with our pal Oren weisfeld as well uh so while i'm on vacation you will still be fully safe with all of your Raptors stuff for the offseason. Um, but in the meantime, follow James at Outside the NBA. Read all his great stuff over at CBS. Follow me at Woodley Sean. Follow the show at Locked On Raptors. Join the Discord, and the link is in the description. And we will talk to you again on Thursday, another episode of Locked On Raptors. Bye bye.